Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Digital. Jaguars Drive Time. Brian Sexton, John O'Shea, Ashlyn Sullivan. Jaguars Drive Time starts right now. Hey, one of the big things we want to do when we get everybody together is we want to get these reps, uh, these reps out here. We want to spend time together, man. We're missing out on a, a big part of our team building is these OTAs where you just spend time getting to know each other. Take this time, especially you guys out of town. Y'all ain't got to do. Hey, get to know the guys around you. I think that's uh, going to really help us this fall. Jags on three. One, two, three, Jags. Safe to say it is a whole new Gardner Minshew going into the 2020 season, leading his team as the starting quarterback during some off-season workouts. As we welcome in our Jaguars drive time crew from the 2020 season, looking a little different than the start of football season last year. This is the look you're going to see for the entire year. We have one show this week, and then starting next week, we are here with you every single day except on Tuesdays. Guys, uh, we're ready. We're doing this, uh, but it's a little different. Yeah, we're in it now. And, I, you know, I think everybody watching will sort of get the same feeling we are of sort of figuring this out daily as we go along. That this is going to be the setup. And uh, a lot of remote, a lot of talking iPad-wise to each other. And I, I'm looking forward to it. The further away I am from Brian, yeah, the happier I think everybody is. Well, and, you know, I was just thinking today, John, um, just to put it in perspective, the Thursday in March where the TPC started, uh, March 12th, I went in that morning and I, I walked around and there's nothing going on. You know how it is TPC week, everybody's out at the course. So I said goodbye, said, see you guys. Uh, I think I was gonna be gone for a week. So I said, yeah, see you guys in 10 days or so. And here we are, you know, going on five months later, uh, you know, you are not being in the building which has made it really interesting in terms of trying to figure out what's going on and how, you know, how they're doing things, you know, behind the scenes for people who are watching this, you know, how we're going to adapt and change because the theme of 2020 is he who adapts to the change the best is probably the Super Bowl champion. And that leads us directly into big thing one. Big thing one is a big old asterisk next to this season. Whoever wins the Super Bowl most likely this year is going to handle this the best way possible. It's not about how talented your roster is anymore. If you're watching on Jaguars.com live, you'll see this tweet from Dan Graziano saying that the NFLPA and the NFL have agreed to testing protocols as of yesterday. That was the biggest issue going into this week was that was not figured out. NFL rookies are reporting today for the Jaguars. This is now figured out. They will take a test today and they will go home for two days. So as of now, testing protocols are figured out. But the biggest thing is the season is going to be weird. We know that. So you might as well just put a big old asterisk next to this year because this is going down in the history books. Big thing, too, is here we go, question mark. Jaguars rookies are pointing today. They'll take a test and go home. Veterans report next week. They'll take a test and go home. So now that testing is figured out the biggest question we have going into this season is we are well aware that NFL players do not want to play preseason as of now. That is still a little iffy. We're not sure how that's going to shake out. As of right now, there are two preseason games. Will we have any in about a week? We don't know. That's the question mark. And finally, big thing three is a shot. The shot of a lifetime for Gardner Minshew. He will walk into the stadium on Thursday and take his test along with the other quarterbacks. 
And as he walks into that stadium, he's got to think, man, this is my one shot. I have the shot to be an NFL starting quarterback going forward. But under these conditions, can you blame him if he's a little bit stressed out trying to shake this? The newest addition to the running back room thinks he will get it done. It's really been how he grabs this offense so quick. Mm-hmm. And then um, his attitude and what he's demanding from guys. And, you know, he uh, what I saw from him is, you know, he wants – he's punctual and he wants everybody to be on time. Although those workouts were – uh, voluntary. He was he was really making it making it known. Even like after every day that we worked out, that hey, I need y'all guys to be here, show up on time, so we can get this done. Get you know, get our work in and get off the field. And um, to to me, seeing a, a, a young quarterback um, do those things, I think is is good for the future, uh, for his future here in Jacksonville. That was the newest addition to the running back room. Free agent Chris Thompson, very much impressed with how Gardner Minshew has handled these offseason workouts, definitely emphasizing that he is trying to lead this team as of now. So, guys, let's go all the way back up to the top because I think that is the most important part right now is the testing protocols have been figured out. That was a huge thing going into Monday. If that wasn't figured out, I don't think it was safe to say that players were reporting this week. Now that it is, there's still a ton of questions, though, Brian. Yeah, I mean, it's not just the testing protocol, although, you know, late last night, we got word that the two sides had agreed on how they were going to do it. By the way, it's an astronomical number of tests. And when you put it all into perspective, it's what it's going to cost the league to be able to do it. I think I read $125 a test. And you're talking about, I mean, it's, you're talking about a lot of guys being tested every day. I mean, you're talking millions of dollars. But for the NFL, which is a billion dollar proposition, the cost of doing business is this testing protocol. Now, they've got that done, apparently. The next issue is how they're going to deal with the salary cap, not in 2020, but in 2021. Keep in mind that the salary cap is set year to year by the revenue from the previous season. So 2020 salary cap is based on the money that the league and the teams made in 2019. Well, so just think forward. In 2020, what are you going to do? I'm sorry, 2021, what are you going to do if you don't if you don't make any money in 2020, right? If, if your money is limited, the salary cap is going to shrink and that's going to create problems for teams who are up against it or who have high dollar players that they've got to sign. So before they can go too far down this road, they've got to get the money figured out because you can't just say, we'll solve that in February next year when they start doing the accounting on 2020. They've got to at least have a plan for how they're going to go forward and make the money work. I don't know that that keeps training camp from opening or from the season starting, but they've got to get that thing solved. Yeah, I doubt it will keep anything delayed time-wise. It did for Major League Baseball. It's worth pointing out that Major League Baseball had pushed their start time back a month and still hasn't started because they couldn't get the money right. Yeah, that's a little more of a contentious owner-player, but I hear you. I mean, there's no guarantee it starts. I want to go back to the asterisk that we talked about at the top of the show. Um, Yes, there will be an asterisk. And we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about a lot of COVID testing. We're going to talk about everything off the field. But the last time that there was a season that had this sort of asterisk was probably 1982, which was the severely strike-shortened season with nine games. And some people put an asterisk on that. 
I think a lot of people know I was a huge fan of the Washington football team growing up that won the Super Bowl that year. I can tell you that for my dad and I, there was no asterisk on that season. Somebody will win a Super Bowl if this plays out. There will be memories. So for fans on the field, you know, for fans who are watching this, once they put that aside, I think it's important to realize that if the season still gets played, you can put as many caveats as you want and say, well, this team didn't have COVID. Somebody's still holding up a trophy. And I know my dad, may he rest in peace, he held up that trophy with pride. It didn't matter if they paid nine games or 13. So there's still going to be an energy to this. And by the time they're holding up a trophy, somebody is going to have those feelings. So, hey, Brian, why not the Jacks? Well, it's funny. You, the silver lining for the Jaguars is in a year that we thought that they, you know, had gutted the roster and, and retooled it. You choose your adjective on, on what they did to the roster. But they made major changes. And so in a year in which they've done that and they're going in with a quarterback that they don't know if his ceiling is Super Bowl or not, there's a lot of question marks. Why not win the Super Bowl, right? I mean, the people are laughing at that contention right now, but the reality of it is, is that the Detroit Lions, the Cleveland Browns, the Jaguars, teams that nobody would even consider being Super Bowl contenders this year are. Because, let's face it, what happens if Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, what if these quarterbacks are either down for an extended period of time themselves with this virus, or they lose key contributors on either side of the ball? As we said, the team that is able to manage this with the greatest degree is the team that's going to work their way through it. And there's no reason why the Jaguars and Scott Trulock and the medical training staff down at TIAA Bank Field can't get this team healthy. I mean, I don't know that they will or won't or any of that, but this year, when we started talking about 2020 back in February, this year looked like it might be rough. Mm -hmm. It looked yeah. like it might be a very difficult season to cover this team or to be a fan of this team. And right now, man, talk about everybody having optimism at the start of the season. I think this is true. Yeah, it's a pl fair playing field as of now and no longer about how talented your roster is. Everyone's starting well, fresh this season going into 2020. When we come back, a brand new segment, Should I Freak Out? I'm always dramatic and freaking out. We're going to find out if Brian and Jar John are as well going into Jaguars drive time. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Price is subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity pinpoint the official signage partner of the jacksonville jaguars helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand your company's identification advertising and even the words you use make an impression on your clients with pinpoint as your coach you can make sure it's a good impression pinpoint provides a creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. 
whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to Jaguars Drive Time this Tuesday morning. Bono's Pit Barbecue is showing support for frontline heroes by creating a Feed the Frontline campaign. Help support our local doctors, nurses, and hospital workers by donating meals to honor their brave and dedicated efforts during this very difficult time. Call 904-332-7427 to donate today. We're back, Jaguars. Dry time going through big things, lots of things to talk about as we have our one show this week. Starting next week, every single day as veterans report, we're talking training camp as best we can here from home as we introduce a brand new segment, Should I Freak Out? As of right now, and especially in the offseason, there are a ton of questions going into 2020. And we pose a few ones right now. We're all going to go around our screens and say, is it worth freaking out? Or should we take a calmer approach to things? It's question number one. We're not sure if Yannick Ngakwe is going to show up to training camp. We haven't even been able to discuss this yet because there's so much going on. John, is this a big deal? Are you freaking out if Yannick Ngakwe does not walk through the gates? Well, I'm not freaking out because I've been expecting since all this started, whenever it started, it sort of happened organically. But I've been expecting all along for him not to walk through the gates Whenever the first day they walk through the gates, he ain't walking through those gates. I would expect him to walk through the gates when it feels financially necessary to him to do so. My guess is that will happen whatever the last day that he can report before the season opener and play. I would expect that to be when he does that. Uh, so I'm not freaking out really until he doesn't show up then. Brian, what about you? Are you No. No. Not at all. I'm with John on this one. I, I don't think he's going to pass up $17.8 million, which is the franchise tag, a year after he passed up $17 million, right? You're not going to put $34 million on the back burner, and that's what he would do if he didn't show up. In a year in which nobody got an offseason, he isn't that far behind, and he won't be that far behind because what he does is put his hand on the ground and rush the passer. No, I'm not freaking out because he's not going to pass up the money. I'm not freaking out. Well, I guess I would be freaking out because Calais Campbell's departure and if Unique Ngakwe didn't walk through the gates, I'd be a little freaked out. But because of newest draft pick Caleb on chase on walking through the gates today, that eases my worries. When he told us after he was drafted, his specialty was wrecking havoc on quarterbacks, that eases a little worry. So I agree with, I think we all agree on that, that uh, no freak outs necessary for Unique Ngakwe. So let's pose one more question that we haven't really talked much about in the offseason. It kind of just came to me. We're not sure if Cam Robinson is back to 100% this year, the left tackle. John, thinking about that, especially with the addition of Ben Barch on the offensive line, not sure if Cam Robinson is back to 100% with that ACL tear. Is that worth some worries? Uh, I'm not that worried about the ACL because I'm assuming that it will be back to 100% because he'll now be, what, uh, 19? I mean, a, a huge amount of time. He's had more than enough time to recover. I don't think he was recovered last year fully because you're usually not the year after. But now he's two years removed. I think he will be. 
I think the freak out is, is he even healthy? Is he a franchise left tackle? He really hasn't had a chance to show that. If he's not, or if he's not good, then I'm freaking out a little bit because they're putting a lot on him. They're assuming that a healthy Cam Robinson will be a very, very good Cam Robinson. If he's not, then I freak out a little bit because then the offensive line probably isn't better than it was last year. Last year wasn't good enough. My understanding is that Cam Robinson worked at getting back last year, but he didn't work as hard as some people in the building would have liked him to. They would have liked to see him grind, to be like a unique Ngakwe in there, really killing it in the offseason. And we don't know, obviously, what he's been able to do this offseason, right? After the way last season went, my guess is that Cam Robinson, who's a really proud player, was going to really work to make sure that he's back because the spotlight is on him. Has he been able to do that? And, and if he has, has he done that? If Cam Robinson applies himself and grinds at making sure that he's back, Cam Robinson's a good football player, and he's your guy. If this offseason was like last offseason, then I'm freaking out because I was counting on him being a mainstay on that offensive line. I got to know whether or not he was committed completely to being back to the player that the Jaguars thought they drafted in that high second round two years ago, three years ago now. Yeah, I think it's all about his attitude and, frankly, how bad he wants it. I mean, this is the year to prove if he wants or not to be that starting left tackle. Solid run back blocking, questionable pass blocking. Just, I think there's another year like last year. I think you definitely are freaking out. You just said it. It's how bad does Cam Robinson want to be yeah. his best? Guys get over ACLs. It should not be in his way. He hopefully was pissed off about the way that he was perceived to have played last season and took the heat this offseason and applied it to himself. If he did, no reason to worry. If he didn't, yeah, freak out. We're going to see how bad he wants it going into the 2020 season. When we come back, we visit the Ozone Mailbag here on Jaguars Lifetime. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity you can step up to luxury now hello i'm dan fields whatever you're driving you can step up to luxury now plus get our fields amenities which include complimentary loaners car washes and our cafes make this your year to step up to luxury at fields cadillac mercedes-benz porsche land rover jaguar and lexus when it comes to the ultimate car buying experience there's only one name that matters fields and fields matters because you matter the Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch. An online or phone chat for those quick questions. And a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. We're back, Jaguars. 
Time Tuesday morning, Max, our producer, is asking if I would be so kind to sing the Ozo music, but I just don't think anyone is ready for that this morning. We'll have it for you. Sing it loud, sing it proud. Sing it loud and sing it proud. It should be your ringtone, John. I don't know why it's not yet. Let's go to uh, Orlando, shall we? Casey, what do you got for us? I don't get why it takes so long to sign all of these rookie contracts. Isn't there a set scale for rookies based upon their draft position, John? Well, they all got signed last night or late last night, agreed to yesterday, whatever. They're all in. And I got a lot of worry, consternation over the last two weeks. Why aren't these guys signed? And I get that because a lot of people, Brian, don't follow the NFL closely every day like we do. I'm not sure people necessarily understood that a, a lot of the not signing until late this year was purely logistical with COVID. All teams had so many other things going on. They knew this was going to happen before training camp started, before reporting. This was a non-story from the start, although I understand fans had a little anxiety over it because you read this and see guys aren't in. Never a worry, not a problem, won't affect the season, won't affect anything. No, I wouldn't wouldn't eliminate entirely the possibility that teams didn't sign players until the last minute because they had cash flow issues this year. Right. Uh, right. They just wanted to make sure that they were in a position. They were going to sign the guys because that's the way that they held their rights. If you don't sign the players, then they can go back into the draft the next year. But the reality of it was, was the teams had really no incentive since players weren't going to be in working out anyway to do it any sooner than they've done it right now. And there's been a steady stream of news about this player and that team signing contracts here over the last three or four days. By the way, when was the last time? that we talked about rookies and holdouts being an issue. Do you remember? Well, it was before the last collective uh, bargaining. 2010. They fixed it with the, right. They Tyson fixed it with the rookie rate scale. Tyson Alualu in 2010. That was the last right. time. Right. It doesn't happen anymore since the 2011 CBA. Right. Is he going to sign or isn't he going to sign? That was the last time, 10 years ago. The good old days. All right. Byron. Jacksonville, what do you got for us? What makes you so sure Unique will play this season, John? Why are you so sure about this? Well, I'm I'm not completely sure because, as I've said often on this show and as I've written often, I don't think anybody's ever completely sure with Unique because he's a different guy. And you wouldn't put it past him. If he believes in something strongly enough, you wouldn't put it past him not to play even though the cash incentive is on the table. I mean, it's I think we all agree that that's not out of the realm of possibility. I am relatively sure he'll play because of the same reason Brian and I talked about earlier, money. I mean, it's, it, it's a lot of money to give up, and you wouldn't think most people would not leave that on the table. Unique is not most people. Do the math, Ashlyn. Let's say last oh, year, and, and, and Unique has been the guy who said, don't believe all the reports you hear when the reports about the contract offer that he was given a year ago came out. But let's just assume it was around $17 million, which we know he wouldn't have taken. So there's $17 million last year that he passed on. He got paid two, so it's 15 that he left on the table. Now, this year, there's 18. You do the math, and that's $33 million if he doesn't play this season that he will have set aside. Unique talks all the time about how important his mother a single mom who worked two jobs is to him and how much he wants to take care of her. 
Can you do that if you leave $33 million on the table? No. He's going to play this season because he's not stupid. Last year, he gambled on himself. Okay. Not real smart to leave $15 million on the table, but it's not unheard of. This year, to not come in and play and leave $18 million on the table is stupid. And if he does that, he should fire his agent. He needs the money. He has no leverage, and $18 million is too much. And by the way, the agent should want his cut of the money, too. You don't leave that money on the table on principle. You don't. And the principle of this is, I want to go play somewhere else because I'm not happy there. Forget happiness now. Take the money. Take the money you need. You don't leave $33 million in someone else's pocket. That money earning simple interest alone takes care of your mother for the rest of her life. Don't be stupid. Yeah, for $33 million, I would go to work. Happy or not, I'd show up every day. Let me change the word real quick. Stupid sounds harsh, so let me change the word. Don't be proud. Don't be too proud to take $33 million. Put the ego aside. Just cash the check. Sounds easy enough. Daytona Beach bringing us some optimism this morning. Good old Paul. I like this team more than the expert zone. I'm thinking playoffs. Yeah, I like this team more than the experts, too. I'm I'm not thinking playoffs, even with all we talked about earlier with it being a crazy season. I think a lot still has to go right for a team this young with an unknown quarterback. It's hard to sit here and think playoffs. But what I do think is all of the pundits who are picking this to be the worst team in the NFL, often when people analyze, it's easy to analyze what they see, which is free agent losses, what a team did last year. What is hard to analyze is how much a team can improve from within. This is a young team that I think can have some major steps from within because you would think that Gardner Minshew gets better. You think the offense gets better. I think it can improve from within, improve the right way. Not enough to get to the playoffs, but enough to be better than people think. I think this team has a chance to be fundamentally sound. I mean, they're not going to be like Kansas City, airing it out, beating people with just incredible talent like Mahomes and Tyreek Kill and Travis Kelsey. But they've got solid players. They've improved the roster. And if Minshew is better this year than he was last, if the offense is tailored to him this year, which it wasn't when we started last season. If all those things come in, this is a team that should be able to execute the fundamentals of the game, the blocking and the tackling better than they did a year ago. Um, I'm optimistic about what Minshew brings to the table. I'm excited to see this team. I'm excited for football. I'll go back to what we said off the top. In this year, with the asterisk there, anything can happen. Why not? And don't forget, you know, this team was four and four last year before the wheels came off with the run defense. And I get that it looked so bad the second half last season that it sort of skewed the perspective. You know, if the run defense is better, which they think it is, I don't think the losses of uh, Calais and AJ are going to be that big. Uh, Frankly, on the field, I think they can make up for those things. Calais a little more than AJ will hurt, I think. But this team was competitive last year for the first half of the season. I don't necessarily know that they're that much worse, and I think they could be better in spots. In 2017, the first year that Doug Marone led this team, this 
group was very good at two important things. One, takeaways. They were very good at that. And two, they were one of the least penalized teams in the league in 2017. If you're Doug Marone and that coaching staff, those are two things that you can control. Those are two things that you can coach and work on and control, whereas you can't control whether your team stays entirely healthy or not, whether you can match up with Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey or Lamar Jackson. You can focus on those two things. I think just listening to Doug through his various shows and off-season availabilities sounded to me like they were going back to that strong focus. If they do, the roster's better. Minshew is better than he was a year ago. The offense is tailored. This will be a competitive team. Is that good enough to be the playoffs or not? No, I don't know. I, who can say? The only thing you can say is, is that with the asterisk there and the season being unpredictable, maybe. No reason to not believe the Jaguars are moving in the right direction heading into training camp as we come back with some closing thoughts on the Jaguars digital network. DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 35 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the mid-100s, and a wide selection of move-in-ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to without notice equal housing opportunity hey jacksonville this is joey d from bonos i just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms we appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis for over 71 years we have been here for you through good times and bad our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon be safe at ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Back for a few short minutes on Jaguars Drive Time this week before coming to you every day next week for the start of training camp. And guys, I can't help but think this has already been a lot of drama the past week, but now we're going to start seeing these Corona tests come back. Rookies getting tested today, quarterbacks getting tested on Thursday. Next week, you have veterans. You can only imagine if someone starts testing positive, no matter what team it is, this is all going to become very dramatic again. Yeah. It is, but my interpretation of this, and you know, I'm not a scientist. That'll surprise you, Ash. I'm not a doctor either. What? Um, but if you look at the other leagues, there's a lot of drama when, when people and players report because they've been outside the proverbial bubble. Uh, these other leagues, the reports are coming back now once this bubble starts, once the protocols start much less, and it feels like a lot of other sports have it under control. I get that all the dynamics on all sports are different, so it's not apples to apples. But I, I guess my guess is the NFL will caution people, and nobody's cautious in the Twitter world today. I get that. But 
I would guess what the NFL is more concerned about is not necessarily what they test today, but what they test after their protocols start. In a couple of weeks when they're testing, if, if they're getting big numbers, that I would, I would guess is a concern. This week is more about who can we let in? What's the process of getting inside? So I guess I would caution people not to panic and say, oh, if, if there were X number of tests, that means no football this year. That's not what it is. What happens this week in terms of testing is not going to determine whether games are played or not. I don't think there'll be any freaking out today. I mean, what did we know that when we started reopening in in parts of this country in May? Do you not have Twitter, Brian? I don't pay any attention <laughs> to it. You know that. Well, um, they'll freak out over anything. Yes, well, they I, will. Yeah, no, that I do know. That I do know. Uh, but I don't let it. I don't let it decide for me what I think. So what I think is, is that when testing started, we saw more and improved testing. So we saw more cases of the virus showing up. We will see guys who will be asymptomatic and they will test positive around the league the next couple of days, just because there's more of them being tested now. And we know about it. However, as John alluded to, you know, you're seeing basketball and hockey where these, these bubbles are very controlled and you have guys who are healthy. I think they had two cases in the NBA after their most recent testing round this week. So they're doing something right. Here's the difference, though. We're sending these guys home every night. Right. And it, so it's going to be up to the players to be smart, to go home and to stay home, to wear the mask, to go to work, to go home, not to go out and hang out at the Ritz at the beach and to be engaged like a lot of young people are. I'll be honest with you. When I was their age, if I would had their money, you couldn't have told me. It, it, it's going to be a trust factor. The locker room that handles it the best, where the leadership is the strongest and, and guys hold each other accountable, that's where there's going to be a difference because some teams will and some teams won't. The freakout will come in September when a team has to line up without their starting quarterback. So, no, I don't think there'll be a lot of drama now, but hold on. There will be drama around the league as we get into the start of the regular season. That is one thing for sure and certain, not to mention what wives and girlfriends and kids are all doing as well, all living with these players. One thing we do know is it's going to be a weird year. It's going to be a drama-filled year, but we're here for it. Thanks so much for tuning into Jaguars Drive Time this week. We will be back with you next Wednesday, every single day going into training camp.